With 199 finally in the books, Wayno is on the doorstep of 200. Coming up on B-Shave Daily. What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to this edition of B-Shave Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. It's the evening hours of Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Been a bit of a hiatus recently for the show, so appreciate you guys for hopping back in here with me. It's certainly a special occasion to do so. Now, the Cardinals obviously have been struggling this season. It's going to be a losing season, of course, for the first time since 2007. Don't believe that has been clinched Yet, as the Cardinals get the win on Tuesday night, they're still sitting at 81 losses. The next loss will officially clinch the losing season. But we've got good things to talk about tonight. I don't have a ton of time. Uh, Basically, the household is in chaos. My wife's sick. We just came back from a trip. That's why we were gone all weekend from B-Shape Daily. And we're hoping to get back to normal at some point soon, but the baby still won't sleep, et cetera, et cetera. You don't care. What you care about is Adam Wainwright and win number 199. So I had to hop on here, even if it's just briefly, and talk about this win because it's been a long time coming for Wayno. 11 starts in a row. He went without getting a victory, and it was even worse than that. Like, to not get the win when you're sitting on 198 and to have it go for almost three months because June 17th was the last win that he had picked up on the season. But at the time, he was 3-1. and one. So it's one thing not to get any wins. It's another to have 11 starts and the team lose 10 of them and Adam Wainwright himself lose 10 of those starts. Like, he was racking up decisions every time. It just wasn't ever a win for Adam Wainwright. The Cardinals go 1-10 in that stretch of games and Wainwright himself picking up the loss in every single team loss over that stretch. It's almost incomprehensible, but it is the way that it went down. 0-10 for Wainwright from June 18th, which really was June 24th, when the string of stars that we're talking about began for Adam Wainwright, June 24th, all the way up until tonight when he snaps the skid and gets the win, going five innings of two-run baseball against the Orioles. That's an Orioles team, by the way, that's still leading the AL East. I think they're at 91 wins. Very well could take down that division, the toughest division in baseball. So a nice job by Wainwright to hold that lineup down the way that he did tonight. You know he's got to do it with some pitch to contact. Only three strikeouts in this game. Was able to scatter the base runners that he had. Had some double play help. Mason Wynn had one throw in particular in this game. I don't know what the stat cast was on it, but just an absolute seed to turn a 4-6-3 double play. Wainwright's got to have some some things that go his direction. Seven hits, three walks. Again, when Adam Wainwright gets into trouble with walks, a lot of times we don't talk about Adam Wainwright winning that game in 2023. But despite having 10 base runners against him, he was able to scatter a lot of those base runners and get out of it with just two runs allowed through five innings. Nobody had scored in the first four innings, and it kind of felt like the fifth was going to be where things went off the rails for Wayno because so often that's what seems to happen is just as he gets close to something special being possible, it gets taken away at the last moment. And the Cardinals had that 3-0 lead. Uh, Goldie had the home run earlier in the game. They build up the 3-0 lead, and then the fifth inning is going on, and base runner after base runner. It got to the point where the runner is on third that could tie the game 
with two outs. And how fitting is it that the final pitch of the night for Wainwright, a strikeout, Uncle Charlie, curveball in the dirt, Adam Frazier swinging over the top of it. Down goes Frazier. I feel like Chip Carey like purposely didn't go with the down goes Frazier in this instance because it would have been it just been too easy. Uh, but I tweeted it anyway because I am uh, nothing if not a sucker for an easy joke. But anyway, Adam Wainwright with the curveball gets out of it in the fifth inning there. And then it was sort of a matter of can he hold on because of what the rest of his team will do on his behalf. Needed the bullpen to be sharp in this one. Uh, it was only 3-2. to two. Like, that's not the cushion that you necessarily expect to hold up when it's the Cardinal bullpen in 2023. However, give credit to the Cardinal offense for plugging away and getting a little bit more insurance runs to support Adam Wainwright, which largely came due to Richie Palacios and the big night that he had. Two home runs for Palacios off the bench. Just what in the world? I mean, that is incredibly timely. One of those homers coming in the seventh inning. He replaces in the batting order Nolan Gorman, who left with a hamstring issue. Later on, Wilson Contreras left with a hand contusion, right-hand contusion. So the Cardinals did not come away from this game unscathed by any means. But Palacios coming in, doing what he does. Man, I know it's been kind of a bleak number of weeks for the St. Louis Cardinals, but there are things you can learn, I think, about the 2024 roster. And to me, I am learning that Richie Palacios just goes out there and plays baseball. And he's done a really nice job defensively. I love his instincts, whether he's in right field or wherever he is in the outfield. I felt like he's had good instincts defensively. I don't think he's going to be a 317 hitter with a 934 OPS, but that's what he's been in a small sample for the Cardinals in this uh, this 2023 season. For me, I would have him under consideration for my bench in 2024. Yes, that's going to mean probably trading away some guys that are, are under contract or under team control. I think it's a, a season or an off season rather where you just do have to clear the deck when it comes to the outfield and just whoever you have is going to be guys that go and take take the ball. They take up the mantle. They play. They're healthy. They perform. There's no lag in their play. The consistency is what the Cardinals are looking for. And I think you need to find that from people in that outfield group, whether it's guys that are currently in the organization or aren't. It's kind of that breaking point for the Cardinals. And Tyler O'Neill's done a fine job. He's done an okay job. He's at a 746 OPS right now for the season. But could he be on the trade block this offseason? Absolutely. People that listen to my podcast know that I'm a huge fan of Dylan Carlson and the potential that he has. But he's kind of entered into that territory with O'Neill too, where it's like, can you count on him health-wise to be out there? To, to take the field, to be in the lineup, to pick up the bat every single day? I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe that the answer is yes. But the Cardinals might have to make some difficult decisions on on a guy like that as well. And at the end of the day, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the world. And if they decide to have that sort of offseason, and maybe they add somebody from the outside because they subtract enough from the roster in the glut of outfielders that they can then say, hey, we're going to go out and get a left-handed hitting outfielder who can play center. Cody Bellinger. And if they went that route, which I don't anticipate, but let's we're playing hypotheticals here, then suddenly you, you can do that if you've subtracted enough from the roster, from the active roster, from the active outfield group. But that would be the point at which I would look at Palacios and say, you know what, fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder on the roster, maybe he's a guy that really fits in nicely there. I think that's kind of the way that you could take things this offseason. Cardinals need to be bold 
ultimately they need to be bold with what they uh, with what the way they go about addressing this roster. We know that's true in the pitching area, and I think it may also end up being true in uh, in, in kind of the margins for the position players. But main takeaway from tonight: credit to Adam Wainwright for getting win number one ninety nine. I think he's got three shots at two hundred. The first should come at home. I think it'll be Monday based on the off day coming Thursday this week. Uh, they could decide to pitch him on the normal five-day schedule, but they'd be skipping somebody else on the rotation, given the fact that recently Wainwright needed extra time between outings just due to fatigue. I, I think it's probably safe to assume they're not going to be moving him up any when it doesn't really buy them an extra start to do so. It's still going to be three. So I'm thinking Monday against the Brewers at home for his next start more likely than not. And then the following weekend, I think, is against the Padres on the road. And then that should line him up for Cincinnati at home the final weekend of the season. I'm kind of curious whether they'll go Saturday, whether they'll go Sunday. I I think it's possible to go Friday. But again, there's another off day mixed in there. So they'll probably keep him true, uh, keep that five-man rotation rolling the the way it would, honor the off day for the starters. I'm hoping Saturday is the game because I think that'll be the best attendance even more so than a Sunday game. But um, I don't know. People are going to flock to see Wainwright regardless. I'm actually bringing my whole family on that Saturday, so that would be kind of cool if it ends up being Saturday. My grandma loves Harrison Bader, so that's why we're that's why the whole family is going. Bader, if you could do one thing for me, dude, the next couple of weeks, start raking so that they play you that Saturday night in St. Louis, uh, the final weekend of the season. But Wainwright, three more starts. Can he get one more win? I have always said. I mean, I said this going back to mid-June. Once he gets 199, 200 will be close behind. So here we go. Three to go. He is there. He is now within striking distance. Just needs one win. I think it's going to happen on a day where the offense just goes berserk. Score six, seven, eight runs in the first five innings to get it for him. Wainwright's still got to do the pitching. I think today showed us that he's capable of grinding through getting one more. I think he's going to get there. What do you think, Cardinals fans, though? Let me know in the comments below here on YouTube. Hit subscribe on this YouTube channel, by the way, if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the content. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in the offseason, I promise. We're going to be talking about Japanese pitchers and the outfield mix and the rotation and fixing the bullpen. There's going to be so much to get into. You're not going to want to miss it. Subscribe to this channel, Brennan Schaefer, St. Louis Cardinals writer. Click like on this video and comment below. Do you think he gets there? Wainwright, 200 wins. Let me know. This is going to be a pretty quick video. Like I said, I got to get to bed. A lot going on at the house. But appreciate you guys for jumping back in and listening. Again, we'll have longer and more robust episodes to come. But this Cardinal season, yeah, it's not going the way anybody wanted it to. But there's always tomorrow. And I think for this franchise, they're really key NBA tomorrow if they fix it in the offseason. So we will chronicle that and we will talk about it as we go in the coming months. But thank you guys so much for listening to me, for listening to this episode. And we'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.